Welcome to Girlish Gurus. I'm Joy. And I'm Susan. And we're here to have discussions about topics on many subjects that we hope are informative, uplifting, and fun. So let's get started. Let's. Welcome to part two of life insurance and long-term care insurance with Gary Miller. We rejoin the conversation, starting with a personal story from me that highlights the value of life insurance. Well, I can tell you, my mother passed away in 2002, and she passed away unexpectedly. She was 59 and a half, so she was quite young when she passed away. And no life insurance, well, a little bit of life insurance, but... That wasn't going to pay out in time to bury her. And so that was an out-of-pocket expense that was ultimately reimbursed by the life insurance, but we had to pay it out-of-pocket. And that was quite the surprise. (laughs) But we were able to manage it. Fortunately, things were a lot cheaper then, so it was less expensive than it is now. But again, that's not something most folks think about. And you wind up in that situation And you become quickly aware of how better off you would have been had you put a plan in place or had your loved one put a plan in place. So, yeah. And and, and Joy, I will say since that time that your mother passed, and I'm I'm, I'm sorry your mother passed at that age. Since that time, funeral homes and insurance companies have gotten a little bit better about they'll take a look at the policy and they'll accept an assignment of right. the benefits so that the benefits claim is made by the funeral services and are paid directly to them. And that is one of the nice evolutions is to not take that money out of the family's pocket immediately. When you're grieving and you're, it's a difficult situation, yes, right. And, and insurance companies have gotten better about fast-tracking claims. Those have come together to help families, like you say. You're going through grieving, and now you're having these bills that you have to pay in advance. Right. So there are changes to that. I would say that even though you are grieving, call your professional up, call your insurance professional up, get them on the case. They are your advocate, and they can get things moving more quickly than you having to be on the phone right. with an insurance company during Which, that period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Gary. So then in relation to the long-term health care insurance that we might want to purchase, why should we do that? And why wouldn't Medicare, Medicaid, HSA, or savings be enough? So actually all of those should be part of the plan. Remember, we're talking about a plan. Mm -hmm. And all of those have some coverage that would cover certain long-term care expenses. But each of them has a significant probability of not being enough. And that's what we're talking about with a plan. Mm -hmm. Um, For example, Medicare is a health insurance. And it relates to hospital stays or in-home medical care. But if someone's staying at home, there's those homemaker services. And if someone needs adult daycare services, those are not covered by Medicare. So there's significant cost that Medicare would not cover up front. And then the deductibles that apply to hospital stays, it's a limited number of days 
And beyond that, you're covering the expenses 100%. Medicaid is based on need. So when you're looking at Medicaid as a solution, that means that you're committing to spending down your resources to a point which is very low, uh, the threshold is very low, before you can access Medicaid as coverage. Mm -hmm. And Medicaid is the number one payer, public payer of long-term care coverage. But you're talking about spending down resources, which means that if you have somebody in the household, your resources that you share with that person with your spouse, with your significant other, those are going to be depleted at least to the extent of the requirements for you. Which really makes that unworkable. It can make it unworkable. But I will tell you, there is a reason why it's the number one payer is that it becomes the backstop. And that's where you need to think of Medicaid Mm -hmm. as the backstop. So you you have the front portion and you have the backstop. Um, actually, I don't even, I would call on one of my colleagues who's a specialist in Medicaid planning because every financial plan should have some address of Medicaid planning within the long-term care. Got it. Okay. And when you're talking about home health care with HSA or savings, if I could, I'd like to share a screen that shows you what the costs are for health care today. It's put together by a company called Genworth. Genworth has been in the long-term care insurance business for quite a while. And every year they produce a cost of care Hmm. based on the prior year. So we're going to be looking at 2021 because the 2022 figures hasn't come up. Okay. Okay. So if I could, I'm going to share my screen here. Sure. And let me just say we will include a link to the website you're looking at in the description of this podcast episode. But you can go ahead and show the screen and we'll include it in our videotaped podcast episode on our YouTube channel. So Genworth does this survey on an annual basis. And so the numbers we're looking at here were released in 2022 for the 2021 survey. And I'm using North Carolina because two of the people on the call are from North Carolina. So if I, think, you look, I think he's talking about us, Susan. I think he might be. <laughs> yes, I am. Mm-hmm. So going back to health savings account, your health savings account probably has a much more limited balance. It's, it's a great program, but it probably has a very limited balance Mm -hmm. just based on the amount of contribution you can make. Savings could be more, but when you're looking here in North Carolina, the average per year for homemaker services, and remember we were saying Medicare doesn't cover homemaker services. Right. Medicaid will not cover homemaker services either, and you've spent down your resources. Um, annual cost in North Carolina is 52000 okay, right. for homemaking services. Okay. This is in-home care. This is if your plan says, I don't want to live in a facility. I don't want to go to an assisted living facility. Right. I want to live at home. But right. I can't perform these activities of daily living without some help. Okay. Home health care, to get a home health aid, is also yep. $52,000. Mm-hmm. 
Now, this is North Carolina. When I go to Raleigh, you can see that they went up in Raleigh to $60,000. Mm -hmm. So even within your state, there's variations. Yes, sure. Some people, when they retire, go to other states. And when they're putting their plan together, they should look at those states. True. Yeah, that's a good now, point. Now, one of mm -hmm. the things, also one of the things at this point where it says annual median cost, look at the change in one year for in-home health care and for home health aid. 23%, almost 24%, and 18%. This is an indication that more people are staying at home mm -hmm. and demand is outstripping supply. So in a situation where you could be competing for services, and this is only the median, half or above and half or below. Mm -hmm. Can I bring something up? So when my mom was sick towards the end, the doctor prescribed the visiting nurses, which I don't know if that's available in every state. You know, I don't know if that changes state by state. My dad has a visiting nurse. So would that then be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or your health insurance? It should be covered by Medicare. There are certain services that aren't covered by Medicare, even mm -hmm. medical services, but it should be covered by Medicare. Joy, what's your experience with your dad? Yeah, Medicare Okay, paid for it. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. And your Medicare supplement could take care of some of the deductibles. Okay. So that is another tool, right, to consider. That's another tool. And again, that goes back to what I said about Medicare. It is a health coverage. Mm -hmm. That can be part of your plan. Mm -hmm. Okay. But if you're going to stay at home, you may need homemaker services or you may need yes. certain kinds of medical services that aren't covered by Medicare. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So this is just an indication of what the costs are. Yeah. And you can see where a savings account or especially a health savings account could get drained pretty quickly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you just look ahead 10 years, and this is at 5%, 10 years, those those numbers become pretty... It goes quickly. Pretty dawning. And it goes quickly because I, I know we had 24-7 care. Even though we were all there, we brought in folks those last few weeks for my mom 24-7. And... The money goes fast mm -hmm. when you're doing when you're doing that twenty four seven care. Mm -hmm. It's expensive, yeah. and my it's not like my parents lived in an area that is going to have high. It it would have been on the lower end of the cost structure, I would say. Yes, it might be, but again, supply and demand right it, it can always be a problem too. Right. So okay. So, is there any other questions related to those three areas of personal coverage that you should have? I have one last question. How do either a single person, but I guess even more importantly, couples, because as you mentioned, it's important to have the discussion together before going to meet with someone, but how do they prepare for sitting down with an advisor? What do they need to get ready? What's important to do before sitting down and having that conversation? Yeah, so a lot of times the advisor is really the person that helps bring out the details. Uh, the hardest part I've found is getting both spouses on the same page. It's difficult to talk about being disabled. It's difficult to talk about 
passing away. Spouses, couples who are, are not married are in the best position to know how to approach it with their partner. But it really is important that you're, you're both on the same page, uh, mm-hmm. that this needs to be handled. And it's often far more important for the wife to get this process rolling because, you know, life expectancy being what it is, mm-hmm. the average for a person who's 65, females average live 22 more years. Males live 19 more years. So just an average individual would have three years, uh, average female would have three years longer than her spouse as an expectancy. Now, again, averages are half above, half below. Married couples, actually both spouses tend to live longer. Happily married, not happily married, they still have somebody. And that's important in those years. But it really is important for both partners to get on this page of making their plan. Mm -hmm. And one partner, one spouse needs to be willing to to get the process going. Right. Once you get to an advisor, an advisor can ask you, will ask you the questions. What do you see as you're wanting for your care if you had long-term care exposures? Mm -hmm. What is your current retirement situation in terms of income in terms of savings and things like that that relates to life insurance sure and again i would encourage people to make sure that they feel comfortable with their advisor someone who can really be a a coach for them on financial wellness is is what i like to call it Mm -hmm. because we're like doctors for your finances and let's face it both health and finances are really probably the two biggest things that we have to manage as we age. True. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's it part of our well-being. Right. Financial and, and, and physical. Well, and a mental as well. Well, that's very true. Peace of mind again, mm-hmm. right? That's right. Yeah. So, um, again, I really encourage both spouses to get involved. I really try to get away from gender roles, but I mean, this is really something that there is a a statistic show. There's a big gender role exposure here. Mm -hmm. But if one, if one of the spouses has to really push the issue because it's important, it's important to you both, Mm -hmm. but it is the, the fact that one spouse may be ready to talk about it and the other spouse isn't. I have that all the time. Yeah, really interesting. Yeah. Hmm. End of life can be a difficult topic of discussion. Oh, yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. All the way around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, I would ask you if you have any final comments that you want to make about this topic here as we wind up. Yeah, I did. I actually do because um, I've been talking about a plan throughout our conversation. And there's a reason why I'm talking about a plan versus talking about how much it's going to cost, um, how much, you know, how much coverage does someone need? It's very individual. But the other thing is I've, I have met clients who, when they hear a premium and think of it as a premium only, I mean, 
let's face it, when we deal with insurance companies, there's two times that the average person touches an insurance company when they pay their premium and when they have a loss. Both of them are bad bad in terms of how they emotionally affect us. Mm -hmm. But if you're thinking of it as investing in meeting a goal, it now becomes an investment. It now becomes something that you, you can rate with your other expenses and say, I get more value out of knowing that this guarantee is in my back pocket. Mm-hmm. Most of my clients that I talk to, they can find expenses that they're, you know, things that they're spending money on that are fun to spend money on. They're not necessarily goal related. And that's why I, I just wanted to, you know, encourage people again. The plan is the most important thing. What do you want to cover for life insurance in terms of legacy, in terms of final expenses, in terms of acts, um, savings, right. uh, for long-term care insurance? What do you want to cover in terms of do I have a higher than average exposure? Is there dementia in my family? Those are long-term events. Mm-hmm. And how, if I can't rely on Medicare because of the deductibles or the type of services I need, mm-hmm. then how am I going to pay for it? And if you look at it, that the, the, the guarantee is adding value to your quality of life, you would be more likely to make some sort of investment in meeting that goal. And that's, I I just hope that people embrace, that's why I um, have continued to talk about a plan versus talking about limits or uh, premiums or things like that. We're going to end by repeating Gary's generous offer to our listeners from part one. Thanks again, Gary. The last thing I'd like to ask before we end this call, Gary, is to talk a little bit about you specifically and your business. I think it's important, first of all, to let our listeners know where they can find your information. And we'll put links to your contact information in the notes of this episode. So, Gary, can you talk a little bit about yourself and give our listeners a little bit more information? Well, I can. I'm licensed in uh, four states, but fortunately, I have the ability, because I am licensed in California, I can register as a non-resident representative in pretty much all states. So that is not necessarily a limitation to working with people. But really, what I'd like to you know, offer your listeners, 15, 20 minutes of time to answer questions. Joy kind of goes kind of goes to the point where you said it's not that expensive to explore. You know, I it, we can set up something through email to make a call, make a video call, whatever works for the client. Some people don't like getting on video calls. You know, I can handle talking on the phone. I do it pretty much every day. And just answering questions, not talking about me representing you, um, but talk about the questions you have about what we talked about today 
And if there's additional questions that you've thought of, let's take 15 or 20 minutes, go over those questions so you can feel good about approaching a professional. If there was a reason for us to continue the conversation that we both agreed it was worthwhile for you and for me. I am a business person, so I, I work for a fee. I also, if I do provide access to programs, I, I do receive a commission. I would, I'm very transparent in how that occurs. Yay. <laughs> and that is a possibility that we would end up working together. But I really, really feel it's important. You know, like Susan pointed out early that my interest was helping people. I, I really think it's important that the education is part of helping people and answering questions and, and you know, maybe motivating them to do a little bit more than they would have done if they, if, without access to someone. Right. 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 Yeah. Well, Gary, that's very kind of you, and we really really appreciate you doing that for our listeners. And so, listeners, please take advantage of that. I mean, Gary will be happy to share what he knows and perhaps can give you some guidance on what to do as far as next steps if you're questioning what you need to do. And I will say this, just from one professional to another, I appreciate your calm, even presence, especially when discussing such a loaded topic as end-of-life expenses and how to pay for a funeral, things like that. So I appreciate that. That's It's an emotional topic. It is, very much Welcome. so. Thank you. Thank, you for, thank you for saying that. Yeah, thank that's you. great. Well, Gary, thank you. Yes, very thank much. you so much. Yes. So appreciate your time. And um, perhaps... Hope to, hope to see you all soon. Yes. Yeah. And perhaps we can have you on again to talk about another topic. So Okay. <laughs> well, Very thanks. Good. Thanks again for joining us for another episode. And we'll see you all next time. Bye bye. 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 Thanks for joining us on another episode of Girlish Gurus. We hope you'll join us next time for another fun and interesting topic. And please be sure to check the notes for information and links that were included in this discussion today. Also, don't forget you can find us on our social media platforms, starting with Instagram, Facebook, and now, including YouTube. You can find us by searching Girlish Gurus. And please remember to give this episode a good review and share it with your girlfriends, because the more interaction we get with our podcast episodes, the more episodes we can post. Finally, you can find us on our website, girlishgurus.com. Thanks again. See you next time. Bye.